No matter if the economy is up or down, healthcare careers continue to grow, especially in management. Stevenson University Online's Master's in Healthcare Management can put your career on a new track, especially for career changers with previous business, HR, or technology backgrounds. Discover new opportunities with our Healthcare Management Masters. No GREs, no application fees, and 100% online. Visit online.stevenson.edu slash healthcare management. National Women's Day and welcome to this special episode honoring our incredible women. We like to think the 8th of March is a day to gain some retrospection and reflection about the role of women in our current society. This is the day when we recognize and celebrate the achievements of women all around the globe. To the women who came before us, who have fought for our rights and who keep fighting for a better future, I want to tell them, rest assured, your efforts have not been in vain. Mine and the future generations to come will continue amplifying your voice and breaking the glass ceiling so that one day we can hopefully achieve a much needed equality in all aspects of our life and not only based on our gender. Agricultural activities are essential in our world to grow, to feed our families, to produce a household income. Agriculture is present in every aspect of our life and knowing that some of that work falls on women's shoulders is sufficient enough to understand that we also need to represent them and empower them. At Illuminata we want to highlight this and show that women in agriculture and sciences deserve our respect and recognition. On this date we reflect on all of the challenges that women face. But more than anything, on how their many stories continue to inspire us through leadership, hard work, innovation and commitment to make a better future for everyone. We have prepared a very special message from our Illuminata guests about the importance of highlighting women in agriculture. So sit tight and enjoy! So we are starting with Dr. Barbara George Jiggly, and we ask her why it's important to highlight women agriculture. See more women coming into it because I, I really do think it's a field that women can contribute so much to. We agriculture, you know, it's important we take good care of the environment, but also make sure we're working towards the health of people with good nutritious food. And I think that's something that a lot of people, women are probably more interested or more careful with. Women have maybe a little bit more awareness of a healthy environment is good for, for all of us. It's for example, I, I read a statistics once that basically 50% of the food we eat on our plate is actually produced by a female farmer but we just don't know about it. You know, people, if you say farmer, they picture a man on a tractor with his dog behind him or something. And the big hat, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so when you, when you Google farmer as well, you know, that what comes up. Men with maybe a pitchfork or a, a tractor. But in fact, 
when you think, especially in a developing world, there's so many women who actually are in, in, in charge of producing the food for, for their families, but also to sell, sell some of it. So, you know, we need to have that reflected in our research as well and in the people who, who help those farmers to, to, you know, to produce more food. Uh, it only makes sense if so many of them are actually women that the researchers are also women. And, and just in general, I think anything we we should have hopefully input from both genders, just because we are fifty fifty in the world. There's fifty percent women and fifty percent men in the world, so it makes sense to in in um, decision making roles to have that reflected, to make sure that people are also catered for, because otherwise, you know, it's maybe because apparently it's a really big difference often what men look for, for example, in, in, in a variety to what the women say in a developing country, uh, what the women actually want might not be the same as the, the men want in the field. So it's important to have both needs catered for. This is from Professor Anna Koltanov. Now with the way that we're looking at science impact and delivery, I, and unless you can find something by yourself, everything is a team. So next on our question is about highlighting the importance of our women in agricultural science. What do you think about that? Well, come on. You know, women are at least half of the population. So I think it's important everywhere, not only in agricultural science. I think, I think everybody should be given an opportunity to explore what they need to do and a chance. Any, 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 any matter of life is, have to, has different perspectives, different challenges and different solutions. Women, biologically, women have a different way of doing things in some ways and a different point of view. Similarly, um, so we all have something to offer. In Australia, and I think pretty clear if you travel around the country with massive farms, women are very important. I just think we all should be, if, if women wish to do work in agricultural science, they should be promoted and supported And because I work just as hard as anybody else to deliver something. That's we, right. are half, we are half of <laughs> Professor Mary Fletcher. Just to make it a normal thing, if you ask someone to picture an, an agricultural scientist, it'd be a male. There, there just isn't the stereotyping's there. For, a, for the farmer, when he pictures a scientist, it's a male scientist. Yeah. The biggest, one of the biggest challenges I ever, the most daunting things I ever did was actually start giving talks to producers out in Western Queensland. I'd turn up with, and you can have up to 200 producers in front of you. 99% of them were the males who were the farmers. And the women might be around doing the you know, morning tea or whatever. But I always found I had to prove myself twice. I had to prove I was as good as a male, any other male, but actually convince them that I was, that as a female, I could tell them about how to do their farming better. How, how to deal with the poisonous plants in their pasture. Yeah, it is challenging. I guess it was challenging because I was never convinced how, how they were going to receive what I had to tell them. But they really liked the science. So once I convinced them that, that I could actually talk things that made sense in their world, but it was just so daunting the first time I did it. People often say, you know, talking at a conference. And I said, no, you've never done it until you've actually stood up in front of 200 farmers and told them, how to manage that poisonous plant in their pasture. <laughs> but yes, it, um, because we are, because I have done it a number of times and I know other female colleagues now do it as well, 
I think that the farmers there... are much more are more accepting of us talking to them and, and, and believing that a female can actually solve their problem. And then yeah, that has been something, yeah, doing those talks. Being, yeah, so it's not just the men who go out and do the talks to the producers. It, it mm. makes it a more of a normal. So yeah, the, the stereotyping. Most of the producers out there would expect, if, you, if they said a scientist was coming to talk to you, the, uh, one of their groups, they'd assume it might be a male. But, but equally now, they, they seem to be quite receptive to the fact that that the females can come and talk to them. We are female. That doesn't mean that we know nothing. We're, we're equal. We, are, we have the same knowledge. We have the same capacity. I mean... Oh, yes. One of the things <laughs> I did find very quickly was that while it was all the, the male farmers who were the ones sitting in the, the seats waiting to, to listen to us talk, the females actually knew just as much. The, their wives and their partners knew just as much about farming as what they did. Yeah, so it's just that they, they, were, they face the same stereotype. Just a stereotype, you know, society. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, women couldn't be counted as farmers in, sen in a census until some oh, some ridiculously late time. They they could be housekeepers or partners or whatever, but they couldn't actually be a farmer. It wasn't a category that a female could be. Seriously, in, in the Australian census, they, they, they could yes, actually until when. Sorry, I should remember that date. Um, <laughs> no, I can't remember. I, I was stunned at how late it was, though. It's in recent time. Really? That, yes, that they wow. could then be counted as. But it was, it was just the way the census was set up. Uh, they, yeah, they count the number of people doing whatever jobs, and a, and a farmer was a male. Bianca Das. Firstly, I want to say that women are in agriculture and they are there. They're, they're really, really important, not only for current agriculture, but for the future of agriculture. So in Australia and many countries, women aren't seen as farmers, even though they're, they're often the backbone of many farming communities. Mm -hmm. So that there's, I guess, some of that, a lot of work that we don't see that is done by women. And I, I had looked up some statistics from the Invisible Farmer Project. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yes, I know um, that. But yeah, yeah so that, that's really, really interesting. So even um, in Australia, 49% of real farm income comes from women. Yeah, I know that. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> Half of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, when we think to Google uh, a farmer, often we don't, we don't think of the women who are who are there doing a lot of work on the farm. So it's important to definitely acknowledge those women. In terms of agricultural science, I think there are a lot of women who study agricultural science and that they go to university. And it, I think in many countries, it's probably, and, and nowadays, definitely not maybe 50 years ago but nowadays a lot there are a lot of women studying agriculture but the, the problem is that they leave and why why do they leave it that is really confronting and I think that's where if in industry and universities and organizations want to keep women in the workplace and they really need to review how they make decisions around who gets promoted and who gets you know special grants or or what the the circumstances are for those grants so one really great thing that's starting to come through now at least with the with grant systems is considering the 
a full-time equivalent, work equivalent for, for grants. So say you took, so you were raising a family for five years and 20% of that time you were actually working and that actually, that 20% of time gets taken, is, you know, is taken into account compared to someone who in the last five years worked 100% of the time. So this sort of full-time equivalent is one of the, the ways that we can start to understand and find ways of supporting women in the workplace. They're not radical things that we need to really do. One thing that I think we can all do, and it's not just workplaces or, or men who need to step up, it's, it's also something that women can do to think about. I mean, we, what we can all do is to think about our own biases and I think something that I've reflected, reflected on myself is thinking about, well, I actually do have biases against other women. And, you know, it's not about denying that we have them. It's just about recognizing them, acknowledging, like learning to recognize them, acknowledging them, and then making a conscious decision to, to prevent that from happening in the future. So, yeah, it, it's not something that we need to just kind of blame someone for. It's something that we all need to take a little bit of internal reflection on. Well said. Yeah, completely agree. Dr. Jill Fernandez. I do notice there's an imbalance. I mean, I'm often the only woman in a room. I just, I guess I don't think about it enough, maybe. I just see, this is going to sound stupid, I just see people as people and I just expect them to respect me the way I respect them. I just, and so if I ever do get anything back, any sort of resistance or anything about gender, it really floors me. I'm just really not going in expecting that at all. Mm -hmm. um, I get, I, I just expect to be treated exactly like a man would be treated. I mean, I really do. And so I think that in general, you should go into any sort of workplace or any sort of meeting expecting you're going to be treated equally. And then if something indicates to you otherwise, then you should be surprised and question that. Dr. Marina Fortes. Well, I'm a strong believer of diversity and inclusion and that's not just for gender it's for everything really you know um, and why well because that brings more ideas so my passion today is to do projects that i think are going to help to create a more sustainable beef industry so that we can contribute to feeding this growing population of humans without destroying the environment and to me the only way to do that is if we have better science better technology better biotechnology. And those ideas are not going to come from one single type of person. It has to come from a lot of different people so that we can get the best ideas. And including women, it's, it's part of that. It's part of that big picture of diversity and getting ideas from all the brains that are out there, not just half of them. I didn't realize it until recently, but having those women who have broke the glass ceiling before me made my life a lot easier. And I want it to become easier and easier still for the future generations to really, really truly have the quality. Dr. Heather Smite. Thinking back you know, 20, 25 years, I didn't even know this was a career option for me. 
largely because I thought men did agriculture and men did the academic, um, I guess, uh, science types of things or engineering types of things. They were the role models that I had. And it was quite um, a challenge for me personally, mentally, to even accept that that could be something that I could pursue and be successful at. Um, I would love to know that my girls now have role models in all types of careers like agriculture. Um, I think there are fascinating and amazing careers that can be had in agriculture and in food and in, in certainly the science that we pursue um, that we wouldn't, you know, they're harder to define than say, you know, being an engineer or being a doctor, you know, you go and do, you can see in the future what that kind of career would be like. But in agriculture, it's so diverse. There isn't one yeah. straight line to get there. But the, the enjoyment of a career path there is just absolutely immense. So I think highlighting women really allows young younger girls to see that there are options for them and that that might be a career path that they could take and that they can see women who've gone before them who've been successful and they can use those as role models that perhaps I didn't necessarily have. And last but not least, Professor Yasmina Sultanbawa. We must realise about over 40% of women work in that agricultural labour force. So they are a very important part of the agricultural system. But what I think is that we should have women right across that agricultural system, right up to the academia. So at the moment, we have a lot of women working in the labor force and who work very hard and who, who you know, do a huge service to the system. But I feel that we need to have scientists in the area who can empower these women. So women empowering women to achieve greater height can empower them with knowledge so that they can improve their understanding and then they can improve their yields and then they can get a better profit. And this is very, very important for women in developing countries because in developing countries, knowledge sharing doesn't come that easily. And if we can have female scientists who are academics and who are trained in that area, we can form a network like, like Doctors Without Borders. We can have a network where we as women help women in these developing countries with the knowledge that they require to become better farmers and then they get a better profit and it benefits their families. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed our compilation of why it is important to highlight women agriculture. We want to thank you for listening to our podcast and our episodes. I hope you, you enjoy it and you get inspired by our Illuminata because this is our aim. This is the aim of our podcast that we created. Don't forget that women are incredible and I'm very proud to be a woman. We are very proud to be a woman. And as Beyonce says, who runs the world? Girl. And I'm done. Happy International Women's Day. Have a good day, have a good night, good evening, wherever you are listening to this podcast and stay tuned for the next episode. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC.